Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Google builds a blimp, Apple builds a wireless, chargeless phone, and Wonder Woman hits theaters. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Back in the days. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. What you're hearing is that Tupac sample. I mean, Tupac. That <laughs> the Q-tip Tribe Called Quest sample yes, uh, from Check the Rhyme on Snoop Dogg's new album back in the days. Snoop's album is fire. I'm telling okay. you right now. Okay. He's got the young Uncle Snoop. Snoop. Up there, like he's he's very much making a play, talking all that Martha Stewart shit, all that like hosting game shows, like he's coming, like don't forget about me, this is real, I'm still Snoop, and uh, it's it's like his best work to me, and like I don't know, like oh, wow. eight years. I haven't had a chance to peep it out yet, but uh, I've heard great things. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a huge statement. His best piece of work in eight years. I feel like Snoop puts out a. I feel like Snoop's good for like a, a, a heat rock every three years to me like every third album he like it comes with something great but this is like this is pretty strong I mean I think it's pretty amazing though his career and this is being able to sustain this long and still be relevant and still have the I guess I mean now he has the elder status the Uncle Snoop status yeah he's he's older than you he is he is (laughs) he is he is But yeah, man, I, I got to peep it out, peep off the record. Yeah, so. uh, I left it over the weekend. I was very, very, very surprised uh, how good it was uh, and how hard he's coming. Like, he's oh, he really coming case. with that gang? Yeah, gangster he's, stuff? he's coming with the Supreme gangster oh, stuff. Okay. Like, um, anyway, it's good, 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 <laughs> Supreme? Good, 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 <laughs> serious. I was like, oh, Snoop. Uh, all right, so uh, we're back. Uh, Memorial Day weekend is over. We're like starting to settle into starting into summer, which means we got products, we got movies, we got news, um, all kind of stuff jumping off. Yeah. Um, uh, how was your weekend? Anything? Anything? Uh, anything to, to report? Nah, man. Low key with the family, having fun, sipping on some sip, eating some good food. What about you? I heard you went down south a bit. I did. Went down to San Diego. Uh, had a very relaxing time. Nothing nothing to report. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. But um, uh, but what what is in the news is Google, once again, this is... Um, so, so Ser- Sergey, I can't even pronounce it. Sergey Brin, uh, co-founder uh, of Google and Alphabet, is building a $100 million air yacht Mm -hmm. Uh, and what he's saying is he's building a hundred million air yacht to help the poor that's what he's saying he's doing Uh, critics are saying he's building a hundred million dollar air yacht to like hang out with his friends and like to just to fly around the world and be cool Um, he says he's going to use it to drop off you know supplies and and, and, and do uh, humanitarian projects all over the globe uh, meanwhile, some people say it's just an excuse to go for him to party all over the world, and this is what they do. Uh, I, I mean, don't know I, if I care, but what do you think? I mean, that's a lot of a lot of criticism that people have of some of these Silicon Valley, you know, technology execs. Is that you know the pendulum of whether or not it's philanthropic or if it's like pure, you know, you know, greed for them or whatever, or pure, you know, profit for them. Right. Like, like it's always like the pendulum. Which which side is it swinging on? But I mean, I feel like tech. 
looking at it from a technological story, the fact that he wants to build something that is it will be the largest aircraft, uh, uh, I guess, piece of piece of technology that's ever been designed and developed. Like I think that they were saying it'd be two hundred meters long yep. or some crazy number like that. I mean, the fact that he never wants, catch me on that thing, by the way, man. I mean, like, I mean, you have so many inherent problems. Like, how are you going to protect it from being shot down? Yep. Like, how are you going to keep it balanced when it doesn't have, like, you know, the, the, the cargo and, and stuff in it? Right. Like, but I think that's fresh that he, he, he'll, he and Google and all the other developers will be able to work on that and develop that. And, and if it can facilitate dropping food and medicine and various forms of, of help and, and need and assistance for people that are in remote areas or in areas of disasters, I think that'd be great. Um, and I think I think because of this initial like criticism, I think he'll be even s- careful to not make it like, hey, it's just my private you know situation where I fly to He's wherever. He's going to be popping bottles in jacuzzi, <laughs> dropping <laughs> down. They <laughs> okay down there? Oh, I didn't mean to drop that bottle. <laughs> Another ace of spades. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's terrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't I get the criticism that all these Silicon Valley guys, uh, you know, uh, as as shown as parodied in the in the TV show Silicon Valley, seem to have to have this like centralized, almost fake, uh, altruistic thing in the, at the center of them when really it's about gigantic Making profits, money, yeah, gigantic profits. But you have to appear as this sort of like you know noble being who's out to to, to do, do better good, in the world. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't care. Like, if they're really actually doing good in the world, whether it's whether it's just a, they want to look that way or they actually mean it, um, let them do good. I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I, this is my last note on this. I don't see. I don't see the point of him developing something this expensive just for personal need. Like, why? Like, why do I need a two hundred meter plane? I got a blimp, son. For, for what though? That's, that doesn't even make sense. So maybe I'm, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him more benefit of the doubt that right. he's actually trying to do it for, for to assist people. So. It just feels like if you're gonna, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's more efficient ways to to uh, help uh, people around the world than flying around a blimp and dropping some shit. But maybe not. I don't know. But whatever it is, it sounds dope. But I but I know one thing for sure: you will not catch me in that blimp. No, hey, hey, sir. You, you would catch me. I like stuff like that. Okay, good. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, let me know how it works out. You'll not catch me in there. Um, I might drop you off some stuff. Yeah, you drop, <laughs> I'll be waiting for the drop off. Um, moving on to Zuckerberg and the gang. Apple, Facebook, Google are condemning Texas's transgender bill. So Texas uh, is really come forward and they're they're back with this hardcore bill saying basically you cannot use a restroom if you don't have. Uh, if you're not the same gender as that's on your birth certificate, right? Uh, which is sort of like really behind the curve of where the rest of the country seems to be, but Texas is coming down on that. So, uh, in response, uh, 15 of the largest tech companies have come have come out to condemn this publicly, yeah. call it discriminatory le- legislation. And this is well, hopefully you'll see a lot more of this. Um, and they've, they've led a, a, a letter to the governor. We got Amazon, Facebook, IBM, Apple. Um, Microsoft, Google, yeah. uh, Hewlett Packard, Dell, Cisco, Salesforce. I mean, these are huge companies. So oh, yeah. they're all saying, look, um, this isn't right. And they're bad for our employees and bad for business. And It's bad for business because if, if this bill does pass and they have some type of business in that state, like the, these companies might pull out. You yeah, know? well, this, is, this so? is the power that these companies have. It's 15. And I really hope that, you know, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Tim Cook and Brad Smith and Randy and, and all these guys uh, will stick to this stuff because this is, uh, 
this is where the real power is. I mean, you. I, I like the fact that that you know they're not doing it in a silo. That they're galvanizing all their influence and all their power to be able to make a statement. Right. I think that's the beauty of it all. Is that okay? You, I mean, you know, contrasting to the last stories, like this is an example of of, of a tech company or a person of the person with influence coming together with other people of influence and say, hey, we're going to take a, a political stand right. and say, no, nah, this is not cool. This is unacceptable. Also, I agree. Also. Um, this could be a precursor of what we're going to see, hopefully, with the uh, with the Par- with the Paris Accord. I mean, though, Trump is supposed to make his decision like a reality show, right? Make his decision <laughs> on you know, what he's going to do with the Paris situation um, uh, this week, and uh, all sources say he's going to pull out. And uh, so, all this talk, look, this this whole uh, you know, this whole. Uh, he put together this whole sort of uh, committee yeah. with Elon Musk and all these people on there, and they're supposed to like help him, you know, do the right advise things, him, advise right? him on the yeah. right things, and they're all there. Even uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka were supposed to be there to you know make him do the right things. And if he pulls out anyway, it'll be interesting to see what what Elon Musk and all these other folks do if they then uh, use their influence to sort of say, well, then we aren't supporting you as well publicly. But I don't think I don't think most of those guys on that committee were were in support of Trump. It's more so like, hey, we have an agenda, and we want our agenda to be heard by Trump. And so by being on this committee, it ensures that we will be able to you know, be vocal about the things that we care about. Whether or not he agrees, whether or not he enforces it, that's a different thing. That's a good point. But I think that you know, at a certain point, the thought was, you know, we're here to force this, to sort of subtly push this, and Trump is, is, seems to be listening. But now, not anymore. <laughs> and same thing with uh, your boy Kushner. You know he was a, he was the the good guy in the group, but um, you know he's busy back channeling Russia, so I don't know. Hey man, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, that's anyway, that, uh, that that's I'm glad that this thing is working in Texas, and we'll see how it goes from there. Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, all the rumors iPhones coming out September iPhone eight. Um, e, one of the big rumors is obviously the AI is big, and also the wireless charging. Uh, this guy Chris Mills wow. says he's got some <laughs> proof. I know you're you're out on this. It's for proof that wireless charging is actually going to be a thing. He's got a he's got a shot, a screenshot of an X-ray with the battery right in the joint, the coil. ready to go. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. When, I mean, bro, I, I, mean, I, I know how much you care about this. I know I care about it. Um, I, I think I think if Apple is able to be innovative in this space, then it's great. If they're just replicating what technology is already out, I'd like to join like, Starbucks. Starbucks already got this. Man, <laughs> <laughs> like if, if it's just a replication and just in an iPhone, like it sucks. Like if they're right. if they're pushing boundaries, like if I can charge this thing and not have to put it on the dock, if yeah. I could be in my pocket or if it could be across the room, then that's something. You know what I'm saying? But if if it's the same shit where I have to actually put it on there and, I, and it charges that way with the I, with the sinking of the dock, then right, great news. Wow. I'm not going to run to the store but, and get but it. But can you, can you just give iPhone a little credit? Credit that for we're, what? We're no longer going to make you plug your joint in. You can just sit it down on credit the table. Credit for what? That's like, like saying that's like saying I'm going to give him credit for putting a, a, a frontward facing camera right. so you're, when everyone you're else saying, has it. you're saying is you don't look to them to catch up. You look to them to innovate. I mean, but that's what that's what Apple's known. Like Apple didn't create the first MP3 player. Apple didn't create the first iPhone. They just made it better. They made it innovative. So unless they're making it better, if they're not making it better, then it's like it's not news. Okay. Well, you know? well. Speaking of which, look, looks like they they are trying to make something better, which is <laughs> the AI. The AI. They have this brand new dedicated AI chip for the iPhone, which is supposed to. <laughs> 
blow everything away. It's supposed to make Siri like super smart, okay, super <laughs> responsive. It's called the Apple Neutral Engine, the A N E. Stop it! Stop it, making it sound cool. <laughs> it's gonna try to make it sound cool. It's gonna revolutionize everything. A N E. Uh, I mean, augmented reality and 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 and, and um and uh and AI are two core pillars of Apple's future. That's what Tim Cook took Tim Cook's been saying. Mm-hmm. And look, they're they're really really hot on this and. For doubters like you, they say, I know people may be skeptical, but wait and see the dedicated AI chip. Like, this this means nothing to you. You're like, nah. No, no, I'm I'm definitely into AI technology. And I think that, you know, I think we covered this two weeks ago about the, uh, the, the, the mobile assistant technology. Like, we talked about Google Assistant. We talked about Siri. We talked about um, Alexa. Um, and I think that, you know, all of them are kind of like in the same space and I guess right. in the race, like no one's like really, like really ahead. And so if Apple's able to, if with this new technology, able to really push, push this forward, then yeah, that would be something special. But again, like how often do we really use AI on our devices? Well, we don't know yet. Cause uh, the, okay. The, the AI Change the game. The, the, the AI hasn't been invented for us to be able to use it properly, maybe. Okay. So I mean, wait. I so you mean to tell me that you're excited about these two things? No, All right, I'm not excited you. about thank them. You. I'm not excited about them until they until they make me excited. I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to be. I want to see Tim Cook come out and tell me about the new AI and how the new battery is going to change my life, and then maybe they'll they'll if he sell come, me on it. If he comes like, out on stage and he gives the keynote and he's like, "Hey guys, the new iPhone." And it's charging right now. If he says something like that, then that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> the new iPhone. Watch this. <laughs> like, come Boom. on. No. No. That was for you, Achilles. Right. <laughs> then you're out. Okay. Out. I don't know. We'll see. I. It'll be like a little table. Just sitting down on a table. We changed the game. Folks. Right. We've done it again. That's so stupid. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm very, but I'm, I actually am really curious about the AI because they're, they're making such a big deal about AI and, and where, like like you said, where um, Echo is and where Alexa is. And um, I mean, there are places now that they're pretty strong. So I'm very interested to see what, what Apple's going to do with this stuff. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the other thing. The uh, what what the switching gears off of the iPhone into this uh, into this essential the Andy Rubin the Andy Rubin essential phone. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I'm not an Android person, so I don't give a crap about this. But seven hundred dollars, like, what do you think about this phone? I mean, it's, it looks supposed to look amazing. It's doing all this great stuff. It's got dual cameras, three hundred and sixty camera, um, all this stuff. But like, I don't know. I'll tell you this: I'm seven hundred dollars. I'm more interested in in the the man behind all these things. I'm a man who invented the sidekick. He invented Android. Like, come on, that's huge. Like, yeah. and so the fact that he is presenting his newest thing, which is going to like redefine the landscape of how we communicate and how we engage on our mobile okay. devices. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I agree with you. I'm not a fan of Android. I don't have an Android product. Right. But I like the fact that he's trying to do something completely different um, than everyone else. And right. I mean, I think he even said like right now with mobile technology. Like everything is pretty much the same. There's really no leaps and bounds in innovation, and so he's trying to figure out the whole Internet of Things um, situation, or how all these devices talk 
to yeah. one another and yeah. how he can centralize that and create something super fresh off the mobile device from there. I like that. I do like to he's thinking about this other than how this is not just a phone. Exactly. Like, this is not a phone that does shit. This right. is this is a assistant to your life. Like, how does this device interact with the rest of your life? Exactly. But so if you start from there, and oh yeah, we'll put a camera, we'll put a phone, we'll put all that other stuff. Right, right. That's a good place to start. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's, that to me is very interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, the sidekick was fresh. Um... You know, so we'll see. Yeah, um, I wonder if this. I mean, he, he, flip he up. He has wins. Yeah, so. no, he definitely has some L, uh, some some Ws up there. Yeah. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, and it looks it looks great. So the design is great. Kind of back in that whole um, you know, old school. Uh, um, oh God, um, I can't jump a blank. Old school built Steve Jobs <laughs> uh, era Apple with the design is for, forward, which I feel like we talked about this, even though. Um, uh, Ive is still there. Johnny Ive is still there. Like it seems like we've lost a lot of that design forward right. um, coolness of Apple. So right. maybe we'll see if we'll bring some of that back. Um, speaking of coolness and design forward, Blue Apron uh, is still around, still back. Uh, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service number in the country. Uh, there are some other ones. There are some imitators. There are some people who do do the stuff, but no one does it as well as Blue Apron. It allows you to have these beautiful restaurant quality uh, meals at your at your home that you can cook. Even if you can't cook, you can cook <laughs> these meals for less than $10 a day. They're fantastic. Um, I've, I've had them. I've tried them. They come right to your house. They are fresh. They use all kinds of good stuff. They use like beef and chicken that come from responsibly raised animals. They use uh, seafood that comes uh, that's sustainably sourced from the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Seafood Watch. All kinds of good stuff. Um, they and the, and the food is good too. They have all kinds of good stuff. Some upcoming menus: warm smoked trout and asparagus with and salad with fingerling potatoes Sign and garlic, me up. garlic croutons, spiced zucchini enchiladas uh, uh, with creamy lime and tomato rice. That is for your vegetarians. Um, yeah, a latte style vegetable tostadas, summer squash, poblano peppers, and cilantro rice. Uh, peachy honey glazed chicken, and mashed sweet potatoes, collard greens, and. Thai basil. That sounds delicious. I don't feel like I can cook any of that stuff, but with Blue Apron, you can cook all of it. It is amazing. Uh, here's what you do. You can check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals for free. That's free with free shipping. Uh, go to blueapron.com slash geek, as in geek nerd tech. tech. That's blueapron.com uh, slash geek. You'll love how it looks. You'll love how it feels and tastes. Come home to incredibly home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash geek. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Let's go. Blue Apron is fantastic. I do love it. Um, I want some more Blue Apron food. So, hit hit me up, Blue Apron. Um, (laughs) uh, So, moving on to uh, the hacking. The hacking situation is is still still, still, um, heavy. And there's this new uh, bill that's proposed by this GOP congressman um, that basically wants to uh, stop on this hacker. We live in a world now where people are hacked, and so we hack back. And um, and if you hack, if they hack you, I'm gonna hack you back. That's kind of the way you retaliate. Yeah. Uh, this guy is proposing like a stand your ground law for for cyberspace, which essentially means that like. Uh, if you are a legal victim of intrusion, intru- if you're a victim of a hacking, you can't um, you can't hack back. 
Which is which is uh, um, so you can hack back. I'm sorry, well, you can't hack back. He's purporting that the bill would allow you to. Right, right. It's like a stand your ground law. Like exactly. when people come up to you with a you know with a gun, you can, I can pull out my gun, pull out your gun, shoot them back. Right. That's on some definitely on some GOP stuff right there. Absolutely. But um, what do you think about this? I mean, I mean, I I think that you know reading that article, I think it was interesting. Um, in the sense that I think the original bill was signed in the 80s, I believe. Yep. I might be mistaken. But yeah. Well, the stand your ground law. Are you talking about the, the hack law? No, I'm talking about the, uh, I forgot the name of the law, but it's a law that it gives certain protocols as to what you can do with computers. Okay, got it. And so I think it was it was passed in the 80s and it's been the same law all the way up until now. And so what Good he's point. saying, he wants to change it. But I don't, and the, but the lady, one of the ladies that is a, I don't know what government agency she's a part of, but she was saying that, she she is a part of figuring out how to I guess when someone is hacked how to be able to retrieve information how to prevent them from doing it again and she's saying that if you allow other people to hack back it's gonna it's gonna make it worse it's not gonna make it better right and so she's saying that this is a terrible bill it's a terrible idea because if someone hack if someone hacks you like like how and I hack back how do you how how will I know then like where it started you know what I'm or, or it is the origin yeah exactly yeah, where it is like exactly. hack so. me and I hack you back right yeah uh, yeah you get or, or it ends because I mean like you know it it sounds very like schoolyard he hacked me first <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was just hacking him because he hacked me like yeah so I don't know and then uh, yeah where does it end it's a, it's a it's a constant and you can't encourage this behavior no and you can't have laws in place to say that this is. You know, okay, and I think that it's it's kind of it feels like a very sort of naive law. I mean, everything is not very much like in the you know, you shoot me, I'm gonna shoot you. It's not all about standing your ground. Um, it feels like there's there's little things a little more nuanced and complicated than that. But right. you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. But it doesn't sound like it could be right for me. Um, but what does sound right is Warby Parker, uh, who, who I do have some glasses from, or who I have gotten this prescription eye doctor chip from has a new app check or is proposing one or has one where you don't even gotta go to the eye doctor. You right. just do it in your app, they'll check you out, they'll give you a prescription and they'll send they'll send you your stuff. Uh, that is revolutionary. That's also putting some a lot of uh, optometrists out of work. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean I think for a desktop app it's kinda cool. You know, I mean it saves you the, the time, energy and money to have to go to the optometrist yep. and go through that whole process, even though you there's still other things that you get during an eye checkup exam that you won't get through the service. But the fact that you could like see at least what your prescription's gonna be, you know, online on your computer and then get your, your glasses in a day or a week within a within a week, you know, I think that's pretty fresh. Yep. Um and I see a lot of a lot of uh I guess I I eyewear manufacturers and businesses that get, they're offering you the service to be able to try on glasses, yep. and, and you know based on you know taking a picture or or the video you put on the glasses. But now that you could do the actual exam, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, I, mean, I just wonder about you know, this is again automation, automation in, this, in, in different ways. Uh, taking your job. This isn't jobs being shipped to China. Right. This isn't jobs being stolen by Mexicans. This is just innovation. So yeah. this is kind of like what we're talking about. Um, yeah. And I think that you know, I think it's good in a lot of ways, but a lot of ways we have to sort of figure out how to combat this. You know, to make sure our jobs are still safe here right. from technology. But I love it. I love the idea. Of it. I think it's dope. Um, I mean, does that does that mean though? In your opinion, does that mean that motherfucking glasses should be cheaper? Yes. All right now. Yes, All but right you know, now. Robbie Parker already makes the argument that the glasses are cheaper. They're already hundred dollars, and they've already like cut out a bunch of middlemen. So I don't know if they're gonna make them. They, they can't really cut out many more middlemen. <laughs> so I don't know what that means for Robbie Parker, but maybe in a general sense, sure. Hmm. Yeah. For and sure. the, last question: Do you think like the 
the big chains that actually have, like for instance, the Walmart or Target, they have, you yeah. know, they have the optical segmented within the within the store. Yep. Do you think that they'll begin to develop this technology as well? Absolutely, absolutely, mm. because it's just, I mean, I think it's, it cuts costs for them internally as 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 a, as a store because mm-hmm. they can eliminate that space because that shelf face for someone else. They can still brand it theirs mm. and still have the technology. Uh, I wonder about people like lens crafters and some of those other folks I wonder what they're like what they're gonna do right um, but yeah for the, for the Walmart's targets and Costco's for sure right for sure I think that that's a that's a no-brainer for them so we'll see um, moving forward Google Earth has this has this thing this storytelling app which I'm not exactly sure how it works but uh, it is um, called global Voyager and it's a storytelling platform I guess it allows you to use Google Earth to sort of go and do different tours of things, and one of the things they have is a Beatles tour where it takes you through um, all to the to the tavern to where, where, where the Beatles played for years and years before they were the Beatles to Abbey Road where they mm-hmm. recorded so many great things to Strawberry Fields in New York mm-hmm. to all these different places. Um, uh, it seems pretty amazing. I I, I I don't know if I understand exactly how it works or if it only works. What it works for? Can you explain it to me? I mean, my understanding. I know that it's coming out next week, or yeah, it's coming out next week. Um, my understanding is that I would, I would hope that maybe I'll put it this way. I would hope that it's giving you, I guess, a three sixty experience of these places. Uh-huh. And so, as you're looking in the places, it's giving you, you know, factoids about the you know the creation of certain records or performances or whatever happened with the Beatles at that point of interest. But the fact that you can you know, do the macro to micro approach with with this experience, and you can actually see the street sign, or you can see the 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 neighborhood that you know that the album was created in, or you could whatever whatever the whatever the the uh, the point of interest is, like the fact that you could have that whole immersive experience um, based on this, this technology. I think it's pretty cool, and to be able to say that not only are we going to do it with popular culture, but just d- other different uh, historical. Moments or, or things that are, are, are relevant to today's society. I think that's fresh to be able to say, hey, I, li- I might, might live in butt fuck nowhere, but I can have this experience and, and with my favorite brand or my favorite musician and be able to kind of relive that. Yeah. I think it's dope. It's a different, it's a, it's a fresh way of storytelling, to be honest. You know what I, I'm I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that, like, it, w- it makes me wonder what storytellers like yourself or like us will be able to do if, if it'll be allowed for us to be able to tell stories through this platform right. I mean like it's just another way for people storytellers to be able to, to utilize these emerging platforms to to do other cool stuff right so I'm just interested to see how it works out and, and, and how and how it will go but sounds cool to me yep I don't know um, but moving forward uh, Friday or Thursday night depending on who you are uh, tomorrow night Wonder Woman yeah. Is 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 hitting theaters and man, Warner Brothers has spent a gang load sure. of cash money on the promotion for this. Marketing like the marketing is, high. is really high, yeah. like really high. So that, that that leads me to believe that they are very very hot on this movie. They seem to believe that this has this is going to be really big, um, and the reviews are in, and it looks like they're right. The reviews are really excited about it. So ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. Wow, I didn't check that. Wow, yeah, that's high. strong. Yep. Okay, so uh, so needless to say, I mean, you, you, we we had some uh, some small dealings with uh, with the Wonder Woman. We did something with South by Southwest for, but how do you feel about it, man? I'm excited about the film. You know, I think it's going to be a, a major W for DC, um, for Warner Brothers. Um, I, I think they spent about three million dollars on on marketing. Um, I see it everywhere. Um, 
so I I just hope that all the all the buzz and all the yeah all, all the the visuals that we've been seeing you know actually pay off the good good story you know I, and I I can't I can't imagine that this is going to be whack I just can't it's, it's not going to be bad but I just at a certain point I wonder about. What is the tipping point between dollar spent versus marketing dollar spent versus overall yield for Warner Brothers' studio? In other words, like they had to go all in on this because obviously they went all in on Batman versus Superman. They went all in on Superman. Then on Batman versus Superman, they're they're about to go all in on Justice League, which is pretty quiet. But maybe it's only quiet because Wonder Woman is out being loud right now. Maybe. Um, but they were pretty quiet on, on Justice League, but. Um, it makes you wonder, um, like what 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 is it? What is it, what is the tip? The yield because if the movie costs you know almost two hundred million dollars to make, right? And then you spend another one hundred and seventy, hundred eighty million dollars in marketing, right? Uh, like, I mean, I guess you're just, yeah. I, I I misspoke. The three million that I was referring to was just ads. Oh yeah. Ads, so yeah, I mean, I think overall the marketing budget is somewhere like it's like 180 or something right, like right. that, right? So you're talking about almost 400 million dollars you're spending on this movie. I mean, I guess they're hoping for a billion dollar return. Man, those are, those are high stakes. Heck yeah. I mean, even I mean, even 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 the movie makes a half a billion dollars. That's only a hundred million dollar profit for them. I mean, like I guess it's really sure. just about brand recognition and getting Warner Brothers and DC Universe back on the map. Definitely. I mean, you got to think worldwide. It's gonna make more than that. And then I, I would say too, like. Because of where we are politically in the climate, I think just what Wonder Woman represents to yeah. to society at this point in time, like yep. the zeitgeist of women's rights and you know having a, a, such an iconic figure that means so much to, to young women or girls, and having that kind of like as the forefront, you know, usually it's you know a, a, it's usually a patriarchal or a, a male figure, but to have you know such a strong female figure to be able to that we see everywhere, right. I think that's gonna speak to a lot of people too so. right well I will say it's going to be it's, it's great to see uh, such a, a iconic character celebrated uh, one place uh, I know yeah, she's bad well she's stupid bad <laughs> but it, at Comic Con I don't know if I don't know that every Wonder Woman I'll see will be super bad <laughs> but because I know at oh. Comic Con we, we saw a lot of uh, a <laughs> lot of a lot of questionable uh, Harley Quinns last year at Comic Con, male and female, I might add. Oh man! So uh, I, I suspect that we'll see a lot of questionable Wonder Woman's <laughs> at Comic Con this year. But you know, well, that's just part. That's just par for the course. That's funny. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it, though. Yeah. Um, man. Speaking of which, everyone's trying to get in on the universes, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you know, Marvel's got. I mean, you know, Disney's got. Of the Marvel universe, and they've mm-hmm. got the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. and they've got—I mean, they got the Disney Pixar universe. They got—they got universes upon universes. <laughs> Disney's got all kind of universes. Then uh, obviously, Warner Brothers has got Harry Potter, and they got DC. You know, and they do all stuff. Universal, like I don't know, not so much. They got Fast and the Furious. But that's not really a universe, right? No, no. Like they, you know, they kind of just low, low key down there. So they've said that they've they've been trying to do this for years and years and years they've been trying to reach back way back to their old franchises they dug out a couple of them they dug out uh, King Kong and they mm-hmm. dug out you know and they got Godzilla mm-hmm. but more importantly they, they, they're trying for the probably 10th or 15th time to revive their monster franchises right. but this time they're really going all in they went all in they already had a few mummy movies they right. had a, which, which did, did really well right um, I mean, this it, mummy, this new mummy looks kind of fresh. It does look kind of fresh. They, they had a few when they, when they gave birth to the one of the Rock's first movies, actually, and Brent Brendan uh, Fraser. They already had some Draculas, where the Draculas weren't really popping. They nope. haven't, haven't had Draculas popping yet. Nope. All these Draculas. Uh, they haven't had a they haven't had a uh, Invisible Man that was quite popping. They tried nope. one. 
Uh, it wasn't quite popular with Kevin Bacon. Um, they haven't had Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein's ain't been popping. But now they've got the new Dark Universe, which they've got all these monsters mm-hmm. that are kind of coming back. And as we see, yet to be explained, we've got Tom Cruise, who's, who's clearly going to be the mummy. Right. But we don't know how he's going to be the mummy, but right. somehow he's going to be the mummy. You got Russell Crowe, who's in the mummy, who plays uh, Dr. Jekyll, which right. only, only means he might be Mr. Hyde as well. Exactly. So will he get his own standalone movie, Dr. Jekyll, and he's Russell Crowe? Absolutely. He can. Yeah. Uh, we got Johnny Depp now, who showed up. He's going to be the Invisible Man. You got my man Javier Bardem, who's going to be Frankenstein, who looks dope. I mean, and, as, you're, as you're reading it off, like, that sounds fresh. It is right? fresh. Yeah. It is fresh. So, like, to, to have... All of them come back, and you know, and then we got maybe uh, you know Penelope Cruz, the Bride of Frankenstein, not announced yet, but they took a promotional photo with all of them in there, and it looked it looks fresh. It looks super and they, fresh. All, all these dudes are in their fifties, except for Homegirl, um, and you know, good for them. All in their fifties. I mean, they kind of long in the tooth to be some some. You know, they they, could, they didn't get no young monsters, but they got big stars. What do you it. think? What I, do you think? I love the fact that Are they... Are you skeptical made, at all? No, I love the okay. fact that they made that choice. I mean, fuck, they have to compete. Like, you set, you set the table brilliantly, and all these other... All the other big studios are killing it and raking in tons of money. Right. Like, they have to be able to, you know, go back and bring, bring to life kind of their legacy content and legacy um, characters. And so I think this is a great way to do it with superstars versus like new faces. Because just like looking at that photo and listening to you kind of like rattle off the names and, and what they are going to be, like th- just listening to that sounds like, yo, I, w- I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see what they do. Like, so I think it's fresh. I think it's fresh, a thousand percent fresh, except for I'll play devil's advocate here. You're going to bring back the fresh new franchise, but you're going to wheel out old ass dudes and women I mean like but dudes I mean, that bringing that money it's true I mean Cruz is still Cruz yeah you know I mean Javier Bardem is still Javier Bardem I mean Russell Crowe I don't know is he falling off is <laughs> Russell Crowe really bringing in the money right now uh, I don't know is he and Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp but I don't Johnny know Johnny Depp is spending the money <laughs> he's spending the money and I don't know like Stranger Tides is kind of like Johnny Depp ain't had a hit in a minute he hasn't hey. had a dramatic hit or action hit in a cool minute so Johnny Depp definitely needs a hit. So uh, it's like if you're going to revive all these old monsters, you get old stars. We It remains to be seen, but I'm very excited about it nonetheless. Uh, also, again, um, Universal, they brought back Godzilla successfully. And they've also successfully brought back King Kong and, and Skull Island. Uh, now they're going to put them together. King Kong versus Godzilla is going down. The, the fight of the century, mm-hmm. and they got <laughs> and they got a director uh, Adam, Adam Wingard is going to direct, uh, and uh, like he did the that, that horror joint You're Next and and uh, and uh, the Blair Witch, which was supposedly pretty good, um, which I didn't see because I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, like it, it's it's going to be uh, it looks good. I mean, did you see Skull Island? I have not seen it. No. Oh, okay, it was good. It was. Yeah, it was, it was really strong. It was, it was good. Um, and uh, I actually liked. I'm one of the few people who actually liked uh, Gareth's uh, Godzilla. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that one. Did you like it? I thought it was cool. All right, I thought it was cool. visually. That's a cool visuals. Visually, yeah, yeah. Um, so I will be very interested to see Godzilla versus King Kong. They've they've been they've been a very good job, very good job of making King Kong huge in this one. Right. So because Godzilla, because King Kong normally is this big to Godzilla, right? But now they've made this King Kong as like, big as like, Godzilla, like eye level. Yeah. So so now they can fight, right? So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm still I still got the little thirteen year old boy that wants to see two monsters get down and fight. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, it should and be cool. Tear, tear, tear up cities. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and second to last but not least, uh, your boy Jay-Z, man. Title, they keep titles like fighting. They still fighting after all these years. Announcement to all the folks on stage. You know, Dead Mouse and, 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 and the freaking... Uh, Daft Punk and Madonna and Jay-Z and everybody up on stage, J. Cole, and it's just not really cracking like that, really. It's not, I haven't really like, jumped off like the way it's supposed to. I mean, they have a million subscribers, bro. I, a I, million. That's terrible. Yeah. And so, they, they, they've got they're onto their third CEO in two years. Two years, three CEOs, a new CEO is going to be announced. What do you think is the future of Tidal? We've been asked this I mean, question for two years. I feel like I've asked this question like ten times in two years. What's going to happen to Title? They're I mean, still fighting. Yeah, the wave is the wave is still still cresting. I guess you can say like it hasn't crashed. Um, but I feel like I feel like even a million subscribers, not to downplay, you got to think that's what ten twenty bucks a month. They're reckoning in ten twenty million dollars a month. Yeah, I mean that's substantial. Uh, I know that they have a huge presence with a lot of the live stuff. Um, I, I mean, I, I just did a festival where Title was the official, um, the official, uh, uh, I guess, video platform for for it to cover it. So I know that they're really doing a good job at, in that space. I don't really see a lot of stuff that's sponsored or brought to you by Spotify or Apple Music on such like a large festival scale. Yeah, maybe just I'm not privy to it, but. I feel like I are they, feel so like, they're building that way. Maybe they're building maybe in two right. years. They'll be like the Coachella of yeah, exactly the title festival. Exactly, they'll maybe. be in all the festivals. Yeah, maybe. And like you might get a discount if you sign up for title. Who knows? Like I mean, they can offer it in a number of ways. But I, I feel like it's not a good sign when you have the top dog, the top seat of your company, um, you know, fi- like filled, and then they leave, and then filled, and they leave. I think that's just that's not a good sign. Right. What about you? What do you think? I don't know. I, I, it's it's really hard to bet against Jay Z. I feel like, you know, he has the the, the some of the, the the four most famous words in rap and all of music. I will not lose. Exactly. So I mean, I don't know. Like he may not lose. He he's. I, I believe him. <laughs> I believed him then. I kind of still believe him. And uh, he's in it to win it. And uh, he he's been proven that he is a force to be reckoned with on all on all media. And he continues to do so. He just signed that crazy deal with uh, with um, Live Nation, which which will keep him uh, rapping and touring until his fifties, uh, until his late fifties. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, he's in, in ten years. He's forty eight now. He'll right. be rapping at f- his, his last concert on that deal. He'll be fifty eight. Right. Talk about I will not lose. So and then he then he sell a piece of title to I want to say. Brent for two hundred million. Yeah, I so believe that's right. He's making some moves, um, and then of course, you know the the the, the most underrated, underreported story is Jay Z's got an album coming. Yeah. He's got music coming. I just I feel like, you know, I feel like that I feel like that record is going to be pretty good, and that'll help. That'll that'll help. And will this be the? This could theoretically be the first record that is exclusively. You can only get it from title, right? I don't know yeah. if his last record was that. No, it was it, it, his. Well, his last record he did Samsung Joint. Yeah, but you just he yeah. did Samsung Joint yeah. initially, and then he right. did it, it was wide. Right. Um, I think his last album predated title from them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so this, this will be the first record yeah. where yo, you can only get it from title. Yeah. That so. might that might you know sway potential customers, subscribers. Oh yeah, he took all his music off Apple. Right. So he's he's already making moves. I mean, he's really betting on himself. 
Uh, he is Jay Z. Hey, we'll hey, see. Hey. I mean, like we'll we'll see. Like we'll see what Drake. We saw what Drake did. Yeah. To Apple Music. So, I mean, the question is, but he better come with that fire, though. He better come with that fire. He has to. But here's the other thing. Like here's a real, real question. Jay Z is forty eight years old. That's okay. You just you just said Snoop was great just like I, I thirty know. minutes ago. But the point I'm making <laughs> is like. I don't know. That's that's a, that's a long gap. As someone who's sort of working in this in this in this space right now, that's a big gap between Lil Yachty and Jay Z in age. That's a huge gap, and there's a lot of folks in between. So, I mean, look, hip hop has gotten so big that it can't be everything to everybody, right? Um, and it isn't monolithic in one and by anybody's means. So it's like rock and roll is not monolithic, you know. But yep. even country music at this point is not monolithic. Right. But, um. Yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I I get that that point in terms of the age, you know, uh, stratification, but I still think Jay Z is is the biggest icon that we have as it relates to hip hop culture. Hip-hop he's or, the or culture and hip hop culture. Hip hop culture. He's the, he's the ambassador for us to the world. In my opinion, yeah, sure. I feel like there's no one no one bigger than Jay Z. Yeah, and I feel that he's still. I mean, like he he's in every category. He's in film. He's in TV. He's he has his own fucking music platform. Yeah, like I mean, you have to respect him. So just that just that alone. You're gonna listen to it. You he's know? still got the bass chicken in the game wearing his chain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's still got that. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It'll, I'm really, really, really got my eyes peeled on this new Jay Z record and what it does to the culture because I really mm-hmm. want to see the idea of because we already know where Beyonce, when Beyonce drops something, the world stops and everyone pays attention right. and everyone freaks out on that. And the Grammys didn't, but like. Everyone, the culture really, really pays attention worldwide. So Absolutely. she's got that on lock. I don't Absolutely. know who else can do that right now in pop music like Beyonce. Nobody. Nobody. So the question Nobody. is, can Jay Z be that? You know, on the, on the other side. On the other side. Well, hey. A lot, 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 lot of uh, competition, a lot of pressure. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, especially because I mean, we keep going on, on and on about this, but it's I, especially it's because. Like his track record, every album has been a number one, right? Yeah. So he can't fuck up. Yeah. Like he, I mean, he'll probably buy his own shit to make it a number one. So. I mean, yeah, whatever. 12 summers, 13 summers, whatever right. it is. Straight. So I don't know. Um, we will see. Uh, I'm going to skip this last drone story because I don't really care about it. But uh, <laughs> anything else? Anything else you got? Um, have you. My, my order of business for this weekend in terms of my TV consumption is. Um, uh, Dear White People Netflix. Have you seen it yet? No, I just it's on the queue though. Okay, I'm going yeah, to watch all of that. I, I, I did. I did watch all of. I finished uh, Master of None last night. Okay, season two. Excellent. I fell asleep on the first episode. Um, I was probably just too tired. But I mean, it was, it's definitely the first episode is definitely a French. I mean, an Italian impression. Right, right, exactly. Black thing, and white. Black right. and white. It's I like, fell asleep like literally. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's good though, but it's definitely not. Okay. Uh, but but I will say this. I, I'm going to for you, but I highly. I think Master of None is as a as a as a piece of just creative work is outstanding because what he does yeah. is almost way he did the same thing in season one but season two way more where he's going with this storytelling right, right, right. like to be able to do that black and white weird episode and then do an episode that he's not even in that's kind of like a it's, slice of life it's almost like like the Atlanta approach no, it's it's exactly but, like the Atlanta right, approach exactly. it's all to just him and Alan Yang. And they touch on everything from you know feminism to sexism to racism, mm-hmm. and to to to, to I mean, it's everything. Yeah. And they got great actors in there like uh, Angela Bassett mm-hmm. and other folks just show up. And uh, my boy uh, Bobby Cannavale. It's 
excellent. And yeah. then uh, and it's got some heart and it's got some real depth. And uh, I think he's, he's high contender. Like him, I think I think him and Alan Yang. Then they're they're up there with me with uh, with uh, our boy Gambino. Go ahead, I'm sorry, it's really strong. Oh, no, 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 you good. Um, so uh, Madoff, have you seen that on HBO? Uh, I'm no, like three fourths on that. I heard it's good. It's great. Okay, De Niro's killing. He's it's killing. Always, He's such a great actor. As always. Um, but yeah, dear white people, that's what I'm on. Um, I don't know if you fuck with Bloodline, but I'm on that too. Oh, yeah, I gotta get season and, three, and this is the last one. Yep. Um, and then you heard Coach about, Coach you heard Chandler. Of, you heard about the news with. Um, Oh, what's the uh, what's the hip hop show on Netflix that just got canceled? Oh yeah, your your show, uh, the Get show. Down. Yeah, the canceled. <laughs> All that money, like like two hundred million dollars oh down the drain. Flush. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that. Too much going on. Anyway, yeah, I just feel like that's more to do with like the lack. I mean, they put a lot of money, sunk, sunk, sunk a lot of money into that vision, and it just wasn't cohesive, cohesive enough. Right. I think it just really weren't like confident with Baz and all of his multi-show runners to get that thing under control because it's a lot good there but it's just all over the place it is so you, they, you need someone to laser focus that joint and they can get it done dang that's so an L, is that an L for Netflix that's an, that's an L for Baz Man. it's not L for that. that that's couch cushion money for Netflix yeah. Netflix will greenlight two more shows and make that money back true but, but perception wise is what um I just feel like it was they're, they're already sort of dick up downplaying and downplaying and downplaying and downplaying to the point where when they cancel it no one's looking hmm. you know <laughs> I think that uh, I, they, they're smart about that but they also cancel it when they're releasing uh, you know House of Cards is coming and they cancel that one so they kind of like do a little bait and switch on you for sure, my last thing that's um, non-TV centric, but man, Nas and Lauryn Hill going on tour, man. We gotta go. We gotta go. Gots to go situation. We gotta go. Tickets that's, is on sale, I think, today. Wait, no, Friday. That's a gots to go situation. Yeah. Uh, we and, and, and like, uh, I feel like at Coachella one year they, oh, Lauryn came out. That's right, Lauryn came out one year, and that was dope. Yeah, we got to go. Uh, Lauren came out on Coachella this year and supposedly killed it. Really? Yeah, she came out mm. with, uh, I forget who she came out with, but she came out with somebody and did like three songs and uh, supposedly killed it. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, every, every other time I've seen Lauren, mm. it's been suspect. Yeah. Um, even even that time when she came out with, with, with Nas and they did uh, Fire with the World together. Right. So a little, little crack eel in there. You know, um, not, not, if it's not a good sign when Nas is singing, it's better than Lauren's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not a good sign oh, when Nas's notes are better than El, El Boogie's but, but, I'm, but I'm looking forward to it we definitely will go to that all right. definitely will go alright uh, right, that's all I got um, uh, I guess we'll see you next week next week where can the people find you they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E you can, can find you find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell and we will see you all next week bye from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined at two. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.